Last week, we spoke with Bill Matthews, who leads the nationwide multi-state licensing system. We learned a bit about how states utilize technology to license certain financial institutions. He helped explain to us how states have utilized technology to make licensing faster, more efficient, and more effective. But even as states become more adept with how they license companies and charter banks, there's still another step to this whole process, and that's the actual supervision itself. All throughout the year, state regulators across the country are examining their banks and licensed entities, looking to ensure that those institutions are acting in a safe and sound manner, and ensuring consumers are being protected while transacting with those businesses. And as technology has advanced, this process has only become more complex. Examiners need to know a lot more than just about banking and finance. They need to know about a whole host of new products, how technology is impacting services old and new, and how cyber threats could impact the businesses that they supervise. And they need to apply all of this knowledge in their examinations in a timely, efficient manner and within budget. So today I wanted to talk to Tom Fight, director of the Indiana Department of Financial Institutions. His agency tackled this challenge head on and the results were great and unexpected. To be honest, it's not all that often that I hear about the industry thanking their regulator for being examined. So to hear more, stay tuned. I'm Matt Longacre, and this is Simply Stated. So today I'm joined by Tom Fite, the director of the Indiana Department of Financial Institutions. Uh, thanks so much for joining me, Tom. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good afternoon. So um, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, technology and supervision. So uh, companies are changing more quickly than ever. Financial institutions are changing more quickly. There are fintech companies now. Um, how has emerging technology in finance impacted uh, your supervision? Yeah, it's a really great question. And uh and having done this job for uh, 21 years now, obviously I've seen a lot of different changes in the industry and uh, and have different perspective maybe than uh, the people that have come on after me. And, and, and the biggest thing I think I would say is particularly in the last five years, just the way that businesses have, have changed uh, their platforms has caused us to at least start to question a little bit the way we go about our regulatory uh, principles and examinations and philosophies. And I think uh, one of my bankers summed it up best uh, just a few weeks ago. He told me that Nowadays, he doesn't really feel like he's a banker. He feels like he's an IT manager that just has a subservice business of being of being in banking. And I think that probably says it all. That uh, uh, banking, just like many other segments of society right now, are really just very sophisticated technology companies that have a different business overlay on top of that. In this situation, uh, banking. So, um, tell me how your state has reacted to this sort of. Uh, fintech revolution. What have you changed about supervision? What have you changed about about how you uh, manage your department? Yeah, so regulation is people. It's, it's, it's really what it comes down to, right? People and knowledge and how do you use that knowledge to best supervise industries. And in that vein, I uh, would also tell you I was a uh, IT examiner back, back in the day with my uh, finance degree. I didn't really feel very well prepared for that. So having been in a situation where I felt a little overwhelmed for many years out doing IT examinations uh, with my finance degree that I thought didn't prepare me, 
when I came into this role, I, I knew I wanted to change that a little bit and try to find a different way to go about doing examinations. So I uh, got a little bit of good fortune and come across a little bit of funding capability. Uh, also moved some things around within organization, and we created a little uh, IT group. So so uh, still still part of the depository division and sits, sits there uh, as it always has, but really people that focus only on t- IT cyber examinations. And when we did this, we knew we needed to go out and find some expertise to help us build it. You don't know what you don't know philosophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went out and uh, just started with a contract to go out and, and kind of uh, shoot for the stars early, get the best possible person we could find, somebody we didn't want to grow internally but came with the skills. And uh, really got lucky with the person we found. And I, w- I won't take credit. Uh, our deputy in Indiana, Chris Dietz, actually did a great job building the program out, finding the right people. And uh, in this situation, we found an individual named Kevin Stouter that came to be a contractor for us for a year. And, and when he got there, we really – uh, let him have really full reign just to kind of say, what what do you think we need to do? Like, here's what we want to achieve. Here's the philosophy regulation that we want to go forward with. How does that best look in, 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 for you for you and your experience in your world? What do you think we should do? And, of course, he came back with uh, recommendations and uh, cer- certainly very quickly ramped up the uh, sophistication of our program. As that, sophistic- sorry, as that sophistication ramped up, obviously, then you start seeing more detailed findings come out of the examinations where uh, in some situations we probably had more policy level type of findings previously. Now you see more deeper in the weeds type of findings, which has been uh, a bit eye-opening for us maybe to think about the things that we uh, were missing or maybe under-evaluating possibly with the, with the prior uh, environment. Neat thing for us in this situation then is uh, Kevin ultimately decides he wants to come work for us full-time. We were able to find a means to be able to do that, which has been fantastic for us. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, Kevin, as a part of the in-house program, is even better as, as the uh, contract version because now I have full-time access to him and we can build longer-term programs uh, utilizing his access and his, his uh, knowledge and uh, a little bit better from a planning perspective, too, of now I can actually say this is something I can do on a sustainable uh, means as opposed to maybe just doing it a year at a time and just hoping I can maybe renew the contract the following year. So that was really huge for us as well. And then also through him, um, we've done a better job recruiting. It's for a finance guy like myself, it's odd to think the questions you would ask in a recruiting environment are the qualifications and the backgrounds you would think of in an IT examiner. So Kevin has helped us go out and find uh, some additional individuals, younger, uh, fresh out of college type level individuals primarily, uh, a, f- a, few, a few exceptions, uh, to come in and now start replicating what we have on the financial examiner side. And we have a few people with a ton of experience teaching a few people that are unbelievably sharp and really eager to learn, uh, helping them get that experience and kind of starting that uh, churn process that you see with financial examiners that's always been beneficial for us throughout the years of one, one generation teaches the next generation, that generation teaches the next, and now we have that in the IT platform as well. That's great. So you're building your experience in-house, you're bringing in the experts, and then you've kind of built your own program. And uh, so are you utilizing CSBS's certification program to sort of help with that? Yeah, yeah, great question. Uh, actually, actually, that was a big part of our success, and, and here's why. With our financial institution examiners, particularly with recruiting and retention, we've, we've built on a pretty robust career path uh, for promotions and certification opportunities. And when we started evaluating what it would take to first retain uh, for, uh, an IT professional, and then also just in the front and even find and, and lure in a, a IT professional, we knew we needed something that was competitive with the marketplace and the environment. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to sit down now and, and uh, create a career path that does include uh, promotions as any job would, but also we've interlaid the IT certifications in between the CSBS certifications 
uh, to kind of create that seven to ten year career path we had on the uh, financial institution examiner side. Be able to put that piece of paper in front of uh, young, new inter- entering the market type place, IT professionals, really helps us have a sales advantage, I think, to get them people to come and work for us as opposed to somebody else in the marketplace. All right, so what I'm hearing is that is that you compete with the IT world for employees using uh, work culture, career development, um, you know, and just having having a great environment to, to be in and work in. And yeah. some permanency as well, I'm, I'm assuming. So Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of, particularly specific IT companies don't offer. I think a lot of times they're short-term projects, uh, maybe things that have a, a sunset date. Yeah. And here in regulation and regulatory world, particularly with the trends of what uh, cyber risk means to us, I don't, I don't see a sunset date in my career, let alone probably the one after me. So I think that really is appealing to people coming out, thinking they're going to be into a six-month contract type of situation the rest of their careers. And then we come along and offer them, you know, uh, possibly a lifetime career with us. And that's really, really a great sales point for us that we, we take out when we're recruiting. Yeah. And barring something dramatic happening, I'm sure cybersecurity and IT awareness are going to be needed for a good time into the future. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You know, you hear AI and these types of things come up, and you never know where it ends up, I guess, with the type of personnel you need down the road. Yeah. But, uh, but, but certainly, I think having people like this in place now will help us be prepared for whatever comes down, down the pike. That's great. So... Um, if you were talking to other states who are looking to beef up their their IT group and and do better uh, supervision or, or better exams, what advice would you give them? Yeah, so it's, it's a great question. There's always been a debate you know, at the table uh, among state leaders of, uh, on, on the one hand, trying to keep everything be a generalist. So you do still have IT examiners who also do audit and, and capital and earnings, et cetera, throughout their, uh, their week. And then a few of us have said, you know, we would like to go back to the old way and, and look more for a specific IT examiner. So I think, for, first of all, is looking at which organization is doing and where it wants to go and then coming to the recognition of if, if you really want to ramp up cyber, uh, you're, you'll get to a certain point with people with finance degrees, but that point's all you're going to get to. You're not going to get beyond that to, to see these more detailed things that maybe you don't know that you don't know right now, right? So that, that's step one. Step two, I would say, is uh, there are many things that even when we first started thinking about um, this philosophy uh, upwards of probably three years ago, uh, we kind of saw as roadblocks and non-starters. And and we really had to kind of take a leap of faith that they wouldn't be and and go out there and try to figure out if we could get through what we saw to be non-starters. And and one of those really was, uh, in in our minds, a vision that it would be really difficult to find the right professional, like the, the one person that could really help us seed the program. And, uh, and again, much to uh, people that work with me's credit, that, that, that I won't say it was easy, but we did find better success than I would have expected. I think uh, given what I just said a while ago about a lot of people that are 20 and 30 years into their careers that have spent their whole career six month to, to one year at a time contracts, they get weary of that and they don't like having different coworkers all the time and they want to be part of a, a team environment. So I, I think what we offer in that regard is, is, is a bit unusual uh, and probably a great recruiting tool. And that, I think, helps us get by the, the concept that you wouldn't be able to find somebody at the appropriate level, at the appropriate salary that for, for, for the government uh, employee uh, with appropriate background and expertise. I, I think that went much better than I would have expected. And, and, and frankly, that was probably the biggest roadblock we thought we had uh, going into the whole thing. The, uh, the other big roadblock, I would say, was just perception and uh, thinking about maybe what industry might think of, of what we were doing. Uh, I think they're paying for it after all. So yeah. we keep that in mind, right? And, and there I would just say uh, this was actually a, a win-win and a really neat uh, end of the story in this scenario is that 
on the front end, we went out and told the institutions, every time we got a chance to take the podium, you're going to see an increased presence for us in cyber. Obviously, right now you would expect that, right? So yep. we kind of threw that in there. And that you're going to undoubtedly see more findings and more detailed findings, but that we were doing it for the right reason. We were doing it for community benefit. We were doing it for our benefit, but also we were doing it for the institutions who regulates benefit to try to help them maybe uh, find a way to get a more detailed review in situations where they also were telling us they couldn't afford that kind of expertise to do those kind of reviews. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, following that now, uh, anytime I go someplace where industry is there, uh, invariably at least one or two people is going to come over to me and say, you know, this is fantastic. I just, uh, that, that, that last exam you gave us was the hardest we've ever had. It was uh, really grueling to go through. But as all things that are difficult are, it was also very rewarding and, and had a lot of value to us. And I think they really see it as a, a nearly zero cost uh, addition for them in their audit program. So that's incredible. So it's not often that you hear someone excited about uh, getting an exam, right? So yeah, yeah. So people coming to you and saying that, uh, you know, that just shows that that you communicated really well on the front end. You let them know what was going to happen, and you made it clear that they were going to benefit from it. Yeah, and you get you know you get a rapport built into, or you get a better chance for even earlier risk identification. Where mm-hmm. as uh, these new cyber folks that I work with build more and more trust in the industry, you get to the point now they come and ask us questions instead of just doing things with the blinders on. And, and that, that's really the environment you want to get to as a regulator, right? Where all the risks are being addressed before they're even taken. Yeah. And, uh, and here I think we have a legitimate shot at that with the cyber examiners. Wow. Well, that's, that's a really great example of just, just a win-win um, out of a really challenging situation with cybersecurity. Uh, thank you so much, Thomas. This was really great information. And uh, I hope that uh, some states and some bankers get to benefit from it. Yeah. And I'll also throw in here just at the end, if uh, anybody's interested to know uh, the challenges maybe we encountered along the way or how we went about just even starting the program, definitely feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to talk to people about it. Definitely, and, and we'll make sure that that's possible. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks again, Tom. For anybody interested in reaching out to Indiana, you can send us an email at newsroom at csbs.org, and we can connect you to the folks there. If you want to listen to more of our podcasts, you can check us out at your favorite podcasting app. You can also go to csbs.org and go to the newsroom to find our podcasts. And if you want the podcast straight to your email inbox, just subscribe to our blog on that page and you'll get them right as they go up. This has been another episode of Simply Stated. I'm Matt Longacre. See you next time.